Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, I still remember it very clearly. He said, "Dude, you're like the hour a day guy. You're getting more done than people working full time." And it just kind of stuck, and people started calling me the hour a day guy. And it's funny when I went out on my own. You know, I was I was the twelve hour a day guy because I worked (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Yeah, so. Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. Here is Martin Grunberg. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me slash us. My name is Martin Grunberg. On the other end here is Henry Evans, and of course, he is the co-host. I should have, I think we did a little intro episode, and we certainly did an interview in season two, but I thought it would be great to do in a mini interview, really get to know our co-host a little bit better, so Henry Evans... You are in the spotlight, sir. How are you doing today? That sounds like trouble. I'm 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 doing great. <laughs> looking looking forward to the spotlight as long as it doesn't get too hot under the lights here. We'll be good to go. Yeah, it's not the uh prison escape spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, my thought is I just you know, look, first of all, you've been killing it as as the co host and as I said in an earlier episode, we're getting terrific feedback, and we interviewed you big time in, in season two, but but I wanted to do a little bit more in-depth of Henry Evans, and just, uh, of course, after we get over the GTR, um, have you tell us a little bit about you know the book you wrote, Get Clear Marketing, and just anything on your mind these days? Does that sound good? This is probably only going to go about 20 minutes or so. That sounds perfect. That sounds wonderful. Let's do it. All right. So you, you want to flip for the GTR or you want to go first? What do you want? I'll, you know, I'd be happy to go first on that one. So on, on, the, on the good things report for me is I, I thought I was going to have to get super major things done on one on, on one of my cars and it turned out it was not it was not nearly as major as I thought. It was still it was still a you know good size bill but um uh and so that's that's always good news. And the guy who did the work on it said he has my same vehicle six years older and it's been the most reliable vehicle he's ever had. So that was that was good news to hear too. But that wasn't the mechanic talking, was it? Uh, it was, it was, <laughs> yep. He's got the same exact car. Right. He said, he said it's a great car. So sweet. Well, yeah, I, I know those, those auto bills can pile up. Um, well, I'll, oh, I'll, yes. I'll hit you with this. Not too long ago. This probably should have been a GTR sooner. Um, an episode came out about overcoming overwhelm and it was our good friend, Kathy F., uh, habit factor reader slash, you know, podcast listener slash app user. She's been in the accountability group. And as I prefaced in the episode, I, I really had to, <laughs> I had to beg her to come on and share, 
you know, her personal journey, her experience, some of the struggles and some of, you know, the, I guess the ahas that, that have come with, uh, you know, using the app and, and reading the book. And it was even, it kind of all came out of a, uh, webinar that we did, which was the focus and discipline. So anyways, my GTR is I, I love the episode and I love that she's willing to share that. And, and I have a feeling there's going to be a handful more of, uh, you know, the reader experience type interviews. So that's my GTR, buddy. Beautiful. Love yeah. it. That's a good one. So let's back up. I, I think we hit this in the interview kind of where you grew up and went to school, but refresh that a little, if you don't mind. Like high school. Well, I'm a, I'm an, I'm an East coast guy and I grew up outside of Niagara falls. And so it was funny growing up, you know, very close to Buffalo. So in the snow Ooh. and then, um, and then actually went to three different high schools. My parents moved to New Jersey and then moved to Iowa of all places. And sounds like a party. So that was, yeah, going to three high schools, <laughs> not recommended for helping children adjust to, uh, you know, adjust to a new life. But it did make me a lot more uh, outgoing and friendly than I was. And it's funny, I used to be very, very shy and actually stuttered as a kid. And now I actually speak on stage and, it, you know, just it's it's it's. Just goes to show that it doesn't matter what you came from, you can develop any skill set. And then went to school at University of Iowa and then bounced west to Denver, Colorado, and then out here in San Diego now and not planning on going anywhere in the in the near future. I love it out here. Incredible. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm guessing high school, 14, 15, whatever, 16, those are <laughs> those are unusually those are tough years anyway. <laughs> those, are, <laughs> those are unusually difficult years to begin with. And uh Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean you're a testament. That could have gone either way. And for you, yeah, I mean you're resilient and resourceful and all those things. And yeah, I there's one major theme. I you know, there are several, but one is that any one of us listening has the ability to turn anything we believe, once we change the belief. Uh, from a weakness into a strength. And, and there's just another perfect example. Uh, I never knew that about the stuttering, but check you out, man. Unbelievable. So then you, yes, you, you it is, you, it is, it has been a very big change. <laughs> and where, uh, higher education? So I went to the University of Iowa and got a business and psychology degree there. Genius. And, um, you know, which, because you know, I always knew I wanted to be in business, but it's funny because then I worked in the corporate world for 13 years, you know, being what I like to say very fondly, a corporate schmuck. And then, uh, made the, made the jump to entrepreneurship, uh, back in 2008 when I actually went out on my own. Fantastic. And then we fast forward and, and I want to understand, I know, you know, I mentioned it before, very good book, the hour a day entrepreneur and, Tell us a little about why why you wrote that, what you were going through, key lessons. Talk to me. Sure. So the book actually was birthed because many people would ask me how I left the corporate world. And they would say, hey, look, I want to get out of the corporate world too. What would you do? 
And so the book is really a shortcut to lessons I learned the hard way as I went out on my own and, and made it as an entrepreneur. And, um, and it's funny cause I actually did not name the book myself. It was one of my friends and clients and we used to, this was when I was still working full time and we were in a, a, a mastermind group together. So we'd get together once a month and I, I mean, and, and everybody knew I'd work all day. I came home. I had two young daughters at the time, uh, still do, but they aren't as quite as young. And, and so, uh, you know, really had two babies at the time. And so I was only able to work like an hour a day on my side business, which then became my, my full-time job. And he kind of said, I mean, it was, I mean, I still remember it very clearly. He said, dude, you're like the hour a day guy. You're getting more done than people working full time. And it just kind of stuck and people started calling me the hour a day guy. And it's funny when I went out on my own, you know, I was, I was the 12 hour a day guy because I worked (laughs) all the time. (laughs) So, but, but, but I actually did really start working as an entrepreneur, uh, working an hour a day. And it's amazing how one very effective and efficient hour can be the equivalent of an ineffective or inefficient eight hours. Well, I, I will. Uh, what what I take away from that as the first lesson is this idea that um, you know we romanticize. I think as a society, this idea of burn the ships, um, which is you know you burn the ships, you can't <laughs> you you got to win. There's no boats. Uh, you can't, yeah, you can't get home. And there is a place for that. I'm not saying don't ever do that. And sometimes the ship burning happens when it was unintended. Uh, you know, people lose their jobs. Those ships are burned. And then, you know, there's a fire under their ass. And But the key takeaway for me, lesson one, keep your full-time job and stay consistent, which is lesson two, and and work on it perpetually until you can make that leap. You can make that jump. So yeah, that's, that is, that is so well said. And it's, and it's, and, and, and it really dovetails because as I've gotten to really, you know, as I, as, as I've read your books and, and spent more time with you, I know that you're, so keyed in on, you know, what are you doing consistently? And it's the most important thing in marketing too. It's not just, are you touching people, but are you doing it consistently? And that's really what I learned in doing that was that consistent hour a day. And the biggest thing I did when I first started before I got into the business was I was reading and really absorbing self-help books. You know, podcasts really weren't out back then. We're talking, you know, 2006, 2007, but I was reading and absorbing everything I could about entrepreneurship, business, and marketing and sales. That's that's a great start. Surrounding yourself, your environment, um, absorbing it into your brain <laughs> via reading or just, you know, even the imagery. But, uh, well, that's cool. And then what? how do you know, all right, I got to write this book. Like what, what's the uh, switch? What's the catalyst there? You know, it was actually something one of my marketing mentors told me once. And he said that we're, we are paid a certain amount based on what we know and our knowledge. Hmm. And we're paid another higher amount based on who we are. 
So that was kind of one real impetus to get the book done was because it establishes you as a as a bigger expert and an authority and more credible. And then the other thing was to be able to help people that couldn't afford to work with me or invest in my programs or didn't live, you know, in Southern California. So I couldn't see them. So, uh, and, and I got a really funny story in this. I went to an Infusionsoft conference a few years ago (laughs) and, uh, and I, and, and a guy came up to me well, I'd never met it before. And he says, are you, are you the Henry Evans? And I said, well, I, I have no idea. I, I, I think so. He said, did you write the hour day entrepreneur? And I said, yes. And he said, hi, my name's Johnny. And he very heartily shook my hand. And he said, your book changed my life. And I said, wow, I mean, let's sit down and tell me about it. And so, uh, he, he then proceeded to tell me the story and I actually got a testimonial video on my website, um, get clear marketing. Genius. I actually took a testimonial video from him, but he basically said his book, uh, he said that my book, his, his copy of it lives in his kitchen. He read it and it helped him leave his corporate, uh, his corporate attorney job and go out on his own and be a better provider for his family and make more money. And he literally points, he was giving me so much credit. I said, you know, John, I mean, I mean, I mean, you're the one who did all this work. He said, no, but the book is what guided me and helped me. And that was like just the perfect validation. Okay, that book was worth doing. If it did nothing else and helped him spend more time with his family and make more money, then it was it was a worthwhile project. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think that's the mindset, and we've talked about this. Um, it's funny. It'd be great to sell millions of copies, and there are days that go by where I'm totally convinced that's going to happen, but it it was written for one person meaning right if if it just helps one person it's totally worthwhile so mission accomplished so what are the i uh, is there like three key takeaways five key takeaways uh something that you know tangible the we we talked about being consistent and and just allocating the time but but if there's so many you know key mindsets or things you can pass on here that would be fantastic sure well you know the 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 overarching theme of the book which i think is the most important thing for you whether you have a job or are an entrepreneur is that we're we're all salespeople, mm. um whether it be we're just selling ourselves to get a job or we're selling our business or product or our service and marketing is nothing more than the front end of the sales process. And so if you think of it in one continuous line, you have people that have never heard of you, which I call suspects. <laughs> so they're, they're out there in the great big world. And then marketing, the goal of marketing is to get them to raise their hand and say, I would like to learn more about what it is that you're doing, your product or your service. So say that I have cupcakes. That would be somebody coming into the cupcake store. I haven't decided I'm going to buy it yet, but I'm interested. Coming in the store, I'm checking right. it out. So marketing's job is to get them to show interest, raise their hand in you know funnel language. It's become a lead or a prospect. And then the job of sales basically picks up the baton from there. And the job of sales is to take this prospect or this lead or this inquiry. And if it's a good fit, which is a key thing, then convert it into a sale or a customer, customer, client, member, 
uh, patient, whatever the proper term is for you. But it was really understanding that. And, and I've never seen anybody explain it as simply as I just said it, the difference between sales and marketing. And I've read tons of definitions and I'm probably going to do a get clear marketing book, which will be more around explaining that in more detail in the process around it. But you know, that, that was the core message is that with an understanding of direct response marketing, um, you can literally make it rain in any business and you can get any job you want to, you can really, you can change your destiny if you understand marketing. And that was, uh, kind of the overarching message of the book that I really wanted to convey. So, and a couple of things here. I want to. See, whoa, what's that? Oh, sorry. That was just uh, that was just me sliding. <laughs> bag, bag of chips. So yeah, not only are we all salespeople, uh, you know, I've heard it said that we're we're all entrepreneurs, even if you're working for somebody uh, full time. And yep. And technically, <clears throat> excuse me. That's just a mindset. Like if you if you're the employee that's full time employed getting a salary, but you have the mindset of an entrepreneur in a lot of hopefully good organizations, they're going to love that. I recognize, you know, not every situation is perfect, but, but yeah. So I, I heard that too. Um, I, first I was like, well, and then, and then also too, Martin. So, yeah. so everybody is the, is the entrepreneur of their own life also, which is another Somebody told me that once. I mean, so, so, so we're all in charge of managing our own life, even if we don't have a business. Yeah. And so when I was thinking, well, I'm not, a, I'm not really a salesperson. And then the, the, the guy's statement is, look, you, you've, you're married, right? So you've sold somebody something, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And that was a, that was a, that was a hard bill of goods to sell yeah, for, apparently. for you and me. Um, <laughs> so, and what was the other thing? So just to clarify, you are saying that marketing is taking it from suspect to prospect and sales is from prospect to converted conversion or sale. You got it. Sweet. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Fantastic. And yeah. And so, and, and so, and, and so one other thing that I, that I really talk about in the book, which really, and I think this is one of the reasons why we get along so well is just the importance of time. And I'll, I'll just give, you know, one, one very specific example uh, that I talk about in the book is this concept uh, that I believe very strongly in is that money and opportunity are actually attracted to and gravitate towards speed. Hmm. And so, um, you know, working, to a clock working with a sense of purpose and mission and a sense of haste uh, will actually help attract the right resources and customers and clients and leads and everything else. So uh, this is one thing I did not learn in the corporate world, but somebody <laughs> told me when you're I first not was getting out as an it. entrepreneur, they're like, no, not no, at no. all. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I just, I totally interjected, but all you have to do is spend time at the PB post office and you <laughs> and haste. Yes. Haste yes. is not what's happening at the uh, post office. I was going to say the, uh, the, uh, the uh, DMV is probably another place. And then, and then think of, a, uh, I mean, so, so those are kind of the slow places. and think of the exact opposite. What's the, what's the busiest, uh, most, you know, speed centric, 
you know, business that there is or, you know, you know, you know, industry and it would be the finance industry. So you think of Wall Street and all the people. I had a friend who used to be a trader on the on the on the on the mercantile exchange. And he Mm. said, you know, it's nuts. I mean, you know, everybody's doing, you know, uppers and, you know, trying to go as fast as possible. (laughs) So, you know, there's a there's there's a happy medium there where where when you when you know you have a good opportunity, it's like move with certainty and passion and don't be afraid to just, you know, take action because money really is physically attracted to speed. And it, 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 it was a fascinating uh, just, you know, realization I had when I learned that. When, and how, how did you learn that? I've never heard that. And I love it. I was just going to give you a few other examples. So just to parallel the, the postal service, right? So what, right. Is, what is blowing the postal service out of the water? FedEx, UPS, right? They're moving more quickly. They're moving with purpose and intensity. And and I was also going to say software. Look at Microsoft. Microsoft has created multiple billionaires. Yes, um, crazy. And and it's because software iterates. It's also because software has ridiculous margins. I mean, you build it once, sell it. Um, And then look at Apple. Apple's got over $100 billion. A hundred, I'm going to say that slowly and repeat, hundred billion dollars in cash. Cash. <laughs> just like sitting aside. Yeah, that's um, amazing. And what amazing. do they do? They come out with a new iPhone, you know, every six months. Now, I don't know if, obviously there's a bunch of other factors involved, but I've never heard speed directly associated with the... Uh, the attraction of money, but yeah, I had, I'm going to I'm I have to think about that some more. See if there's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, and, and when you look back, I think you'll be really amazed to see that when things really flowed and things were going well from a monetary standpoint, you were acting with, you know, a little bit more uh, pep in your step huh. and, and, and so you can actually go back and really design your life. And then this actually piggybacks on something that I learned recently, which I, which I think we talked about maybe before, but strengths versus weaknesses. And, 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 and the overall definition I heard that I love is a strength is anything that makes you feel more energized and a weakness, even if you're good at it, I'm, I'm real good at editing video, but (laughs) I, I feel drained when I do it because it's, it's something I'm competent at, but it's not a strength. And so when you're working on things that you love to do, you're also going to work faster and with more energy, which I think that then is going to obviously feed that it's going to be more successful. So I think it all kind of fits together too on, you know, do what you love to do and what your, what your unique gifts and talents are. Well, I'm, I'm trying now to think of counterpoints. I'm going to have to come back to you on the next episode. I, I've thought of a couple more supportive points, McDonald's. You know what their whole thing was crank out a hamburger. Crank it and, out. And they exactly. you know billions served, right? Billions of dollars later. Yep. Um, yeah, and there's there's a there's a great movie called The Founder. I don't know if you've I have if not. you've uh, if you've oh. seen that. It is it is amazing. I mean, if you have any any interest in business or entrepreneurship, it's incredible. It's a story of Ray Kroc and how he did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's not that's not us, but everybody else out there would would, would really like it. 
Um, and then there's Nike. I mean, Nike just kind of moved quickly. They innovated. There's a great book called Shoe Dog, I believe. Um, I don't know if you've checked that out, but but there's another. No, I haven't heard of that one. There's another example of just moving quickly with purpose. Um, you know, obviously there's other factors. There's there's innovating. They're creative, but but really, um, that is a great great little insight from Henry Evans. I like it, co-host. Absolutely. Happy to share. Happy to share. Well, I know we're a little tight on time, and that was a really strong way to end it. Any closing comments or thoughts? I can't believe we're already out of time-ish. So I thought we were going to get into a few more things, but I want to – I think we're both pressed. So what, what do you have to button it up, shut it down, closing, parting shots? Yeah, you know, you know, I would just say that, that 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 overall idea of being consistent. So it took me two and a half years to write my book. Good man. And and if I really thought about how much time it actually took, it probably took about five or six days. <laughs> but spread out over, and so it was it was a big lesson for me that you know you don't want to you know I mean I mean you know you want to act with haste and act quickly, but also. Uh, you know, don't overthink things and just, just take action, take consistent action day in, day out, which is one of the key things that I pulled out of reading your book as well. And, um, it's just, I mean, it can't be overstated the importance of that consistent action, you know, week in, week out. That's how you truly win the day. I love it. And that's how it compounds over time. And there is a free tracking template at thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. And I say that semi-jokingly because <laughs> I say that or a commercial says that in every episode, but but there are always new listeners. And, and the key to being consistent from my experience is to track, to follow par, plan, act, record, and reassess. All right, Henry. I'm going to let you go, co-host. You have been absolutely killing it. Thanks for the insight and intelligence. And uh, we will talk on the next episode. I think we got a mind bullet coming up. Thanks, bud. Sounds good, buddy. Take care. Take care. The road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going. It's phenomenal. It's I, the more people I turn on to it, the more uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, check it out. AudibleTrial.com forward slash habits to goals.